Hi, thank you so much for joining me on the One Life Podcast. Our goal with this show is to provide you, the listener, with the most impactful, empowering, and inspiring conversations and people that will enable you to take full advantage of the one life you have to live. I'm your host, Devin Rodriguez, Army officer, certified professional coach, speaker, and workshop facilitator, and it is my mission in life to enable others to develop the internal tools required to live a life of fulfillment, contribution, and impact. And I thank you so much for allowing me to share my mission and my message with you. If you find the show interesting and gain any value from it, I ask that you simply share the show with someone else, consider leaving us a rating, and consider leaving us a review. Thank you so much for being here with me. I am beyond grateful for you and enjoy the show. Hey everybody, welcome to a special edition of the One Life Podcast. And, and well, why is why is this one special? Because it's Easter Sunday and I am a very devout Christian and I love Jesus. I love Jesus, okay? I said it, I love Jesus. I love God, I love Jesus. And my faith is integral in my life. It is who I am. My faith lives in me and my faith lives through me. My faith is the thing that drives every decision that I make in my life. And I know that if I'm not making a decision that is in line with my faith, well, then that is the wrong decision to make. And today's Easter Sunday, folks, and I figured why not create an episode talking about the resurrection of Jesus and the impact and the message that I think that it shares with us and how we can use that resurrection, that beautiful moment three days after his death, how that can influence us and inspire us to go forth and live out our dreams instead of live out our fears. So let's jump right into it, folks. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna break it down into five steps, five things that I think we can take away from the resurrection and how we can implement those things into our lives. The beautiful thing is that this is a very universal message, that Jesus' resurrection isn't just speaking to one of us, isn't just speaking to one section of the world, it's speaking to everybody. God's speaking to everybody. And I think that these five points, if you go into this, and how I need you to think about this right now is think about your goals and your dreams. Think about the things that you want for your future, the reality that you want in the future. You might not be there yet. One day you will. You might not know exactly what it is. I think that you should start to think about those things a little bit more. Because if you don't know where you're going, you're going to end up somewhere you don't even want to be in the first place. So as we go into these five points, think about that future. Think about the thing you so desperately want to turn into your reality, whatever it may be for you. And as we go forward, just think about how beautiful it would have to have your dreams, your goals, your your future, your ambitions. Have it all because you can. As it says in Proverbs 23, 7, as a man thinketh in his heart, so he is. So let's jump right into it. Number one, notice what happened before the resurrection. Jesus told us. I'm coming back once I die. I will resurrect from the dead. And what happened when he shared this message multiple times throughout the Bible with people? They thought he was losing his mind. They thought Jesus was crazy. I mean, in all actuality, what if someone came up to you tomorrow and said, hey, listen, I'm going to die and I'm going to rise from the dead. Devin, I'm going to die and rise from the dead. (laughs) What? Are you kidding me? No way. That's impossible. That is impossible. And in a similar way, everyone scoffed at Jesus, told him it wasn't going to happen, told him it was impossible. 
And well, it still happened anyways, right? He's still actually resurrected, but notice what everyone else around him said. It's impossible. And in a similar way, as you analyze your goals, your dreams, whatever it is you want for your future, many times or throughout the rest of your life, you will be told it is impossible. As you dream big and notice that where you are isn't where you always have to be, people will try to hold you back intentionally or unintentionally, and they will tell you it is impossible to be done. You can't do it. Stop trying. I don't want you to get hurt. Don't take that risk. It's too big of a gamble. Listen, play it safe. Just become a doctor or a lawyer because that's what our family's always done. We make decent money. Just do it. You'll have the job security, son. Listen, you're my daughter. I love you. I understand you want to do this thing, but please, you know, you have to be talented or gifted to do that. Honey, just do this route, please. How many times have we been told something like this in our life? It's impossible. Just play it safe. And the reality is, is that as Earl Nightingale once alluded to, most people tiptoe through life hoping to arrive at death safely. We tiptoe, never run. Occasionally, we might have bursts of, of, of energy in which we sprint towards that which we want. But the moment that someone tells us it's impossible, a lot of the times we allow it to stop us dead in our tracks and stop chasing our goals and going after the things that we want. But notice what Jesus did. He didn't care about what other people said because he knew that the thing that he was talking about was going to turn into a reality despite what other people said because it was divine intervention. And by the way, I don't. if someone comes up to you tomorrow and tells you that he's going to rise from the dead, you should tell him it's impossible because there's only one person that could ever do that and has ever done that, and that is the Lord Jesus Christ. But what I am saying is that the thing that you want, if you know that you can achieve it and that it is, it is, it is already done, it doesn't matter what other people say about the thing that you want because in your mind, it's already done. It's already yours. You have it. And it doesn't matter if people don't believe in you, people doubt you, people scoff at you, people laugh at you, just like they did with Jesus. But Jesus did the thing that he said he was going to do. And in a similar fashion, you can do the thing that you said that you're going to do as long as you believe in it enough to the point that you don't care if people think that it is impossible. Look at Roger Bannister, the first person to ever run the four minute, a mile under four minutes. Before him, everybody thought it was impossible. They said, no way, you'll die. There's no way that a human being could do that. But once he did it, there have been tens and tens of, I think hundreds of thousands of people who have run a mile under four minutes. Why? Because he showed everybody else that it was possible. Before him, it was impossible. After him, it was, it's possible. So number one, people will believe that your dreams, your goals are impossible. That leads me to number two though. What happened when Jesus actually did resurrect three days after his death? A couple of different things. Mary Magdalene went in and she was like, oh my God, Jesus is not here. You know, this is crazy. Someone must have stolen him. The disciples stole him away. This, that, and the third happened. Some people didn't believe it. Some people, a lot of people didn't believe it until they saw it. It was Thomas who was, they call doubting Thomas. Thomas said, I want to be able to touch the Lord Feel him in his side in order to know that he is actually resurrected. And when Jesus saw Thomas, he said, touch me here and see that it actually is reality. And then Thomas believed. Prior to that, Thomas thought it was impossible. 
But once he actually saw it, Thomas knew that it was possible. And in a similar way, as you look at your goals and your dreams, people will doubt you on a consistent basis. They won't believe that it's possible until you've done it. Once you've done it, people are going to look at you and say, wow, it wasn't impossible. He actually did it. I'm amazed. That is crazy. But before it actually happens, people will look at you and think it's impossible. But once you've done it, people will look at you in amazement. And that's point three. People will talk about it in amazement. When Jesus resurrected, people went haywire. I mean, goodness gracious. Could you imagine somebody rising from the dead? I, uh, no, 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 no. I couldn't. I don't know about you. But when he did, people rose in amazement by the thing that had been done. But notice what happened. Jesus didn't go around being like, yeah, I rose from the dead. I'm amazed. I'm... No, Jesus wasn't amazed because he knew it was going to happen. And in a similar way, as you look at your dreams and whatever it is that you want, when you reach that final destination, you would have been there a thousand times over in your mind so that when you actually show up and you have it in your hands, it's just going to be like, okay, I knew this happened. What's next? Because if you could see it in your mind, you'll have it in your, in your hands, right? We've all heard that. Before you have it in the physical manifestation, you have to have it in the mental manifestation. It was Edison or it was Einstein who once said that our, our imagination is a preview of what's to come. And when we see that preview and when we actually receive the thing that we want, it's going to be like, okay, I saw this already. Even though people told me it was impossible, I knew it was going to happen. I imagined what it was going to feel like, smell like, what I was going to hear when I actually had that thing. And when you could become so in tune with your five senses, which is how we perceive the world, and that leads to you being able to emotionalize the thing that you want. And when you're able to emotionalize it and it becomes part of your very being, it's just a matter of time before that thing shows up. Other people will be amazed and they'll, they'll ask you things like, can you believe it? And you'll respond like, well, yeah, I believed it a long time ago when you didn't. So now that it's actually shown up for you, it's amazing. But for me, it's just another day because I saw this long ago. Point number four. People will be amazed by how horror can turn into beauty. Oh, Lord Jesus, you turned horror into beauty. When they saw Jesus Christ being nailed to a cross, people were shook. People were in, in, in a state where they couldn't believe what was happening. The Lord, the Son of God who performed all these miracles, did all of these things, was now being nailed to a cross and was being killed in front of their own eyes. It was horror. People were in a state of shock. People were in a state of despair. People were in a state of misery, depression, anxiety, all because their Lord and Savior was dying and it was a horrible situation. And when he died, people wept, people cried, people were in despair until he rose again. And when the, when the Lord Jesus Christ rose again, he turned horror, turned horror into beauty because his resurrection is the most beautiful part of all of the Christian faith. Him rising from the dead for us is the most beautiful part of the Christian faith. His death 
what most people viewed as the most horrific part, in actuality turned into the most beautiful part. And in a similar way, as you go after the thing that it is that you want, the parts of your story that hurt the most, the parts of your failures, your setbacks, the people that hurt you, you will understand that if you are willing to endure the pain, just as Jesus, as Jesus did, remember the guy had told him, he said, you can just get out of this right now. If you're really the son of God, you'll be able to get off of that cross and live and survive. And Jesus said, no, I have to do this in order to fulfill my mission, which is to save humanity. Oh, come on, Jesus. What a role model. And in a similar way, you're not being nailed to a cross, but it might feel as if you're being tormented, as if you're being destroyed, as if those setbacks are pinning you down and disabling you and totally destroying you. But just as Jesus said, no, I have to do this in order to fulfill my greater purpose. I have to endure this pain and die. Just like he did that, you have to be willing to say that the horror that I'm going through right now, this tumultuous situation which is eating me alive, this is happening in order for me to fulfill my greater purpose. This isn't here to stay. This has come to pass. Because in order to experience the beauty, I first have to experience the horror. Jesus showed us on the cross that he had to die in order for him to save us. In order for him, oh my gosh, in order for him to live his purpose here on earth and to fulfill God's vision for him, he had to die. Now, most of the time, we won't have to die, but we will have to overcome the barriers, the hurdles, the setbacks, and the challenges in order to get to the other side of those things and experience the purpose that God has put into our lives but we will only experience that if we are willing to endure the temporary pain, that if we're willing to endure that, we'll live and will lead to everlasting beauty. And this leads to the last point, number five. This is, the, this is, this is it. This is it. This is it, folks. Number five. People will realize this is the most powerful. Grab your seats, grab your popcorn, hold, just, just, all right, you ready for this one? Okay, here we go. People will realize that the grave is not your final destination. People will realize that your grave is not your end destination. When Jesus, when Jesus died, people thought, oh, that's it. Jesus is gone. Oh, my goodness. The Son of God is gone. Do we even believe that he was the Son of God? Do we? That's what they thought in the Bible. That's what some people were doubting. A lot of people were doubting. But Jesus rose from the dead. He rose from the dead. Why? Because the grave was not Jesus's final destination. He wanted to leave something on earth that was greater than just his death. He wanted to leave a legacy as being the son of God, the one who was here to save us from our sins. And in a similar way, we can never duplicate what Jesus did and save people from their sins, but we can leave something in our in, in the world. We can leave a legacy that outlives us. It was who, I don't remember who said the quote, okay? I apologize. It was William James. Haha, <laughs> I do remember. He said, the greatest way to spend a life is to spend it on something that will outlast it. Les Brown, live a life that will outlive you. 
That is what Jesus taught us. He rose from the dead because he said, my legacy does not just end when I die, it lives on after I die. And in a similar way, when you die, what is going to be remembered? What is the legacy that you're going to leave behind for others to talk about? Jesus left the legacy that he resurrected from the dead. He is the one and only. Well, we can't resurrect from the dead, okay? Only Jesus, only Jesus. Sorry to tell you. But you can leave something greater. You can leave the earth better off than how you found it. By spending your time living God's purpose, just as Jesus did. But what does that require? It requires you to get into some solitude, to sit alone, to contemplate, to talk to Jesus, to actually come into your being, asking questions like, who do I want to become? Who do I have to unbecome to become the person that I want to become? All of these internal questions that oftentimes get avoided, these are the questions that we need to spend time with in order to leave that larger legacy how will you be remembered when you are no longer here? Obviously, Jesus and his resurrection, that's, his, that's part of his legacy. He rose from the dead. He's the son of God. Oh my goodness, I can't believe this. Wow. He's telling us, live a life that will outlive you. The greatest way to spend a life is to spend it on something that will outlast it. What will your legacy be? Really quickly to recap the five points we touched on in terms of the resurrection today. Number one, people will believe that it's impossible. People believe that Jesus, when he told them that I'm going to rise from the dead, they said, no way, it's impossible. And in a similar way, when you tell people your dreams, they will tell you that it is impossible. Number two, people will not believe you until it's done. People didn't believe Jesus about his resurrection until he actually resurrected. And in a similar way, people will not believe that you can achieve the things that you want to achieve until it's done. And once they do see that it's done, just as the disciples and everybody else were amazed that Jesus actually resurrected, when you accomplish the thing that you want to accomplish, people are going to be amazed. But the thing is that Jesus wasn't amazed because he knew it was going to happen. And in a similar way, you will not be amazed because you would have already been there 2,000 times in your imagination. So now that you have it in your hands, you already knew it was going to happen. There's no need for amazement because you've been there so many times. Number four, people will be amazed how horror can, can turn into beauty. When Jesus was nailed to that cross, it looked like the end. But little did they know that that was merely the beginning. And in a similar fashion, people, or you might look at your own circumstance and think that this is the end of the road, that this is meant to put my dreams to sleep. But if you have the ability, and if you get the fortitude, which is already inside of you, if you dig it up, you will be able to see that what looks like the end is only the beginning. And that thing was put there in front of you because God was testing you. God knew that if you were able to get through that, you would live out his purpose. Be willing to. And lastly, number five, people will realize that the grave is not your end destination. When Jesus died, he didn't just die. That wasn't it. He had a legacy. And that legacy was, was really solidified when he rose from the dead, after he died. How will you be remembered after you die? You can't resurrect. Nope but you can leave something for humanity that it did not have before you were here. 
So that's it, folks. Easter Sunday. I wish you all a very happy Easter. I hope you spent it with family, friends. I hope it was filled with love and enjoyment and most of all, health. And I just want to say a quick prayer. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for having having us to hear this Easter after going through 2020, a very trying and tumultuous season, which involved death and doubt and despair. And I just pray that you enable us to look towards the future with a sense of hope, a sense of courage, knowing that the past isn't our future and that where we are now isn't where we always have to be. I pray, Lord, that you look over us with a sense of, of, of happiness and a sense of fulfillment and that you allow us to see the gifts and talents that you have given each and every one of us and to know that we're all unique and that we are foolish if that we compare what we have to anybody else because we are specifically and uniquely designed by you, O Lord, with certain gifts, talents, abilities that are uniquely ours and that if we live with them in mind, we will have the ability to live out your purpose, to live a life that will outlive us, to leave a legacy. Lord, may you enable us to not give in to the confines of our past. May you allow us to notice that We do not have to be prisoners of our past. We can be the victors and the champions of our future. May you allow us to take responsibility of our lives, just as you did, O Lord, and to notice that in order to create the future that we want, we have to understand that we are the person who creates it. Lord, I thank you so much for being with us, for speaking to us, for allowing us to experience another Easter. And through your name we pray, amen. I had to throw that prayer in there, guys, because the Lord Jesus is with us each and every step along the way. And I thank you guys so much for being here with me. Whether you're watching this, listening to this, the Lord is with you today as he is with me. And he's speaking through us each and every day. I love you guys so much. Have a happy Easter. Talk to you soon. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the One Life Podcast. I hope you're able to take one or two of the ideas discussed in this episode and are able to add them to your toolbox of things that will enable you to take full advantage of the one life that you have to live. The clock's always ticking. There's no time to wait. Act now. We only have one life to live. What legacy will you leave?